0: All right, once again, you can't see me, and that's by design because the frame is full of just savage awesomeness. I'm your host, Travis Partington, with Oscar Mike Radio, and you're watching on your left and your right two World War veterans, World War II veterans from Abington, Massachusetts. I want to thank Adam Gunn, Veterans Service Officer for Abington, for, for setting this up. And in the middle, I think I can say my first politician ever on Oscar Mike Radio represents Massachusetts State Representative Allison Sullivan, 7th District, is on Oscar Mike Radio. This is a momentous occasion, so let's kick this off. Let's kick this off. Um, I'm going to go nice and slow for everybody. These guys have given me their time, so we want to get a good story. So gentlemen, my name is Travis. You all grew up in Abington, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like growing up in Abington back in that time?
1: Like any other
0: time. <laughs> like what was it, it was like? Great. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, great. But Abington has changed a whole lot since you, you know, grew up, right? changed. Yeah.
2: Was there was there a Lowe's? Was there a Walmart? We, what what Walmart. Walmart? Yeah, no, it's got it's got more people in it. No.
3: There was a part, the population was only 5,000 people.
0: Only 5,000.
3: That's right.
1: Yeah,
0: a small town. Small town, it's a bigger yeah. now. My graduating
1: class had 98 kids in it.
0: Wow. 98?
1: And yeah, that was one of the biggest classes for a long time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: you grew up in the World War One, World War II era. Right. Were you all drafted for World War II, or did you join? I joined. Were you drafted? Yeah. So one joined, and one was drafted.
1: I'll tell you why I was drafted. Okay. I tried to join the Naval Air Corps. I took the mental test and passed it, came back to take the physical. I flunked the physical test. You'll (laughs) never guess why I flunked the physical. Why? Did not have two sets of
0: opposing molars in my mouth wait a minute your teeth teeth are molars right so they they didn't let you join because you didn't have the right kind of right. teeth
1: yeah i asked a guy what i don't know what his rank was in the navy i said what's that got to do with flying flying he says i don't know but you can't come in oh, wow. <laughs> you can join the navy if you want i said no what did
0: you do in, in the in the
1: military? I was the military police. You were an MP?
0: MP. Oh. Sergeant. Be careful.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, and I, I think you're the first MP I've interviewed.
2: We're making history.
0: I'm telling you. And, and so, Skinny, what, you you joined the Marine Corps. Yeah. Semper Fidelis. Yeah. What did you do in the Marine Corps?
3: I was in, got shipped overseas right after boot camp. Mm. Right from boot camp uh to uh, point uh, was it north north south carolina okay from there train to the state to the west coast aboard ship within three months from the time i was on i was aboard ship heading to the pacific
0: oh wow so you were in the pacific theater yeah were you infantry
3: uh no I got put into a supply outfit. Okay. Okay. Fourth Base at Depot. We were, uh, got, uh, let's see, 20 miles north of Guadalcanal. I was there for over two years. We supplied everything for all the different invasions.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, Representative um, Sullivan, every representative has constituency that they have to take care of mm-hmm. and be mindful of. Mm-hmm. What's it like serving mm-hmm. in this area when we've lost people like Sergeant basilian mm-hmm. we've been affected by 9-11 people in Abington, mm-hmm. and then now you have World War II veterans that you're also mindful of. What's what's that do to your representation of, of your constituents?
2: Yeah, thank you, Travis. So um, I'm actually a granddaughter of a World War II Marine veteran. Unfortunately passed away in January of 2021. So, but he lived in my parents house So I was able to grow up with someone who shared his stories and what he had to go through as a marine in World War two And leaving his family behind so I have a very much respect and admiration for these gentlemen and what they've had to go through and what they had to do to serve our country and, and their communities um, but being a representative, you, we, we hear from not only the older generation, but the younger generation. So I work very closely with my veteran service officers. Abington Gunn is phenomenal. Um, he, the things that he does here in Abington are great. But also I have great BSOs also in Whitman and East Bridgewater.
0: Thank you. And, and you two, you both are brothers.
2: Yeah.
0: Who's the older brother? You are. Can't you tell? <laughs> well, no, you both look so young, I can't tell. You look better than I do. <laughs> so how old are you, sir?
3: A um, hundred and one right now.
2: And when do you turn a hundred and two?
3: A on hundred and two will be January 3rd.
0: Oh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I, I, I just got done talking to Kastor Salemi, who was a hundred years old. Skinny's a hundred and one, and I hope I look half as good as you. hmm Walter, how old are you?
1: 99.
0: 99?
2: And when this... do you turn 100?
1: When am I going to be 100? Yeah.
0: December. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, it, this is like Christmas, guys. L- like, because my grandfathers served in World War II and mm-hmm. their past, and I never really got a chance to ask them about what they did. What was it like serving in the military during World War II after you got a boot camp? What was it like? Yes. For me,
1: it was a novelty to some uh, degree. Uh, I went twice to Fort Adams, played soldier boy at Fort Adams during the summer because that was like a vacation for us. I lied about my age a couple times to get in, and we played soldier boy, which helped me when I got in the army because I knew the manual of arms and the marching stuff and all that. There And how I became an MP, I don't know. But before I came, became an MP, I was cadre. You know what cadre is?
0: No, I don't.
1: That's a trainee, trainers the train the trainees when they come in, okay. the army. I took my basic training in Fort Riley, Kansas, which was a cavalry place. But the tank place was tank companies took over. I stayed there for uh, 20 weeks as a cadre. Then we went to Fort Cutters, Michigan, where I was cadre for 10 weeks, and then I got sent overseas. Wow! Wow! I was a teacher all, all that time, never realizing. I was teaching
0: recruits. So you, so you were an instructor? Yeah. Nice, nice. And, and how was your time skinning?
3: Uh, hard to say. Let's see. I was in a group that supplied, as I said, to all the different invasions. And uh, it was more or less like a working detail all the time. You get up, you, you, you're assigned, you're, I was in motor transport, a truck, and you' just delivered stuff in off shifts and on ships. So seven days a week. That was my job, biggest part of the time overseas. Then towards the end, I got shifted into another section, which was the MP section. I was there for a short time, and then there was a group of individuals that were heading home, and one of them was a the fellow that was in the uh, galley, and he was a meat cutter. In my past experience before, as a civilian, I worked in a small grocery store that cut, cut their own meat, and I knew quite a bit about that. So they put me in the meat cutting department and uh, g- gave me a stripe on top of that. I became a corporal, you know. Nice. And uh, that was my
1: duty.
0: So you're serving all this time. Walter, what was it like when you came home? Well,
1: I'll tell you one experience when the war ended in Europe. As I told you, I was an MP. Yep. And what we did, we had those guys who couldn't behave themselves, right? In the stockade, I guess you say I was the drill sergeant in the stockade, right? And I was taking a young kid who was 20 years old back to his outfit because... This was when we were in France because uh, his court martial was disapproved. Mm -hmm. He had 20 years for hard labor for misbehavior in face of the enemy. You'll never know what uh, the facing enemy was. I'll tell you. I asked him about it and he told me what it was, but of course they could tell us any story. But we used to have their court-martial papers, and we used to read those like paper books, paperback books, you know. And so I got a hold of his. I found out about him. He's in the infantry, a staff sergeant who's off come off the lines in Germany in some outfit there and stayed there, got a three-day pass, and went to town and enjoyed himself and came back late seven days afterwards, and they charged him with AWOL. And the to him, the first lieutenant checked his background and found out that his mother, when she was six years old, came from Germany to the United States with her parents. His outfit moved out when he, before he came back back to the lines. and On the lines was the town that her, his mother came from. So that's how they charge misbehaving in the face of the enemy. Wow, that
0: seems harsh, but okay.
1: So that's why that sentence was disapproved because he knew nothing about where his mother was born. In the papers, so I took him back to his outfit in Germany, and I was going to stay in Le Mans, France, where we were stationed overnight at the hotel somewhere and have some fun. Right? But I got to the station like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Germany wasn't celebrating anything because the war ended that day in Europe. I missed the biggest cocktail party in the world. That's what I was told when I got back. Everybody was drinking pretty heavy. Two nurses passed out, they said, in our outfit.
0: <laughs> uh, Representative Sullivan you meet a lot of people mm-hmm. in your travels as you you work the seventh district in the south shore and you hear a lot of stories what's it like right now to hear history being told in front of you at this time
2: it actually brings back uh, fond memories of sitting there with my grandfather you know um he didn't talk about his stories until later on in his life he was very quiet you know qu- quiet about it hush hush i don't know about you guys but he didn't talk about it much um So being able to sit here and listen to what these gentlemen have gone through it's it it needs to be shared you know i think the younger generation needs to see exactly what it means to serve and sacrifice um, especially for the greater good of this country um you know i am in politics but i really believe i'm a people person above politics and if i can help anyone out no matter you know who they are it's important and and these two stories make it even more important right because they served and they sacrificed years and years ago Um, but they're still here to tell their story
0: amazing amazing we're in a workshop right now whose workshop is this my and you work in this workshop i did and you make stuff i did
1: he's a good carpenter good finish man
0: (laughs) he's a good carpenter
1: yeah yeah And a good finish, man.
0: Nice. Because this is like amazing, all these old tools and machines. How did he get into this?
3: I I went to Wentworth Institute when I come out of the service for two years. Okay. And that's where I picked up the trade.
0: And you've been making stuff ever since?
3: Ever since. I worked on a lot of homes.
1: In, in fact, they uh, built my house in so Ammington.
0: Your brother built your house.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing. Now, what did you do, Walter, when you got out of the, out of the service?
1: What did What did I do? Yes. When I got out, I went to prep school for four months. Okay. Right. Uh, then I went to Brown University and studied there, played football there. Uh, I'll brag a little bit. I have an NCAA record. Don't
0: laugh. Okay, I'm waiting. Yeah, let's let's hear it.
1: Five interceptions in one
0: game. <laughs> you threw five interceptions? I caught, intercepted five in <laughs> one game. As you were, folks. He picked I, off five passes. Pardon me? You picked off five passes? Yes, in one wow. game. Wow. Why aren't the Patriots calling you? I work for the Patriots 20 years
1: part-time to call a scouting.
0: Get out. I'm learning all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm learning all kinds of stuff, Walter. Well, of course, that's why
1: you're talking to us. You want to learn something.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. And you both are brothers.
1: Well guys. <laughs> <Fried> I-
0: <laughs> well, Well, it's it just... I never get to talk to brothers. A lot, a lot of times, brothers don't serve together that much anymore.
1: No, they don't.
0: No, no, no they don't. Um, after the Sullivans went down, after the Sullivan brothers, yeah. the military really put a, a damper on that. So it's very cool to talk to you two as brothers right now. Yeah. What's it been like seeing you all as brothers? What's your relationship as brothers?
1: I see him every Thursday. Yeah. Right? We talk on the telephone.
0: Uh, what else? Uh, Do you ever help him out in the shop?
1: No. No. Christ, no, I, have I don't I want him my in the shop. Nails of my powder nails.
0: You don't want him <laughs> in the shop? I told you
1: I was educated in Ivy League school.
0: <laughs> so one has his job, the other one has his job, and yeah. the two don't meet. Yeah.
2: Well, they were both teachers. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. We can get to that part. They're both teachers.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Where did you teach, Walter? Where? Yes.
1: In the town of Abingdon, where I graduated from.
0: And and where did you teach, Skinny?
1: I taught in
3: southeastern vocational school. Okay. Taught carpentry.
0: Nice, nice. So, Walter, did you coach football at all? coached football for 21 years into high school. No kidding. Did, did you have fun doing that? I loved it. Yeah?
1: Yeah, but the school committee had a rule that administrators could not coach, so the assistant principal job opened up, and I applied for the job and got it. Then I had to make a decision which to do. So at, after doing it 21 years, I was thinking of retiring. Uh, about it, but so I took the assistant principal's job. I I served for 14 years of that.
0: So you served Abington for like 35 years?
1: 34, yeah.
0: 34. Thank you very much. How was your teaching experience skinny?
3: Vocational school is a little bit different than uh, regular high school. Uh... We were getting kids that uh, weren't uh, really top of the class kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were problem kids. And we had problems with them, you know uh, We could uh, we could once a kid has been admitted into the vocational school, say it's a freshman. Uh, if he was a problem while he was with us, we had to wait until after December first mm. to get rid of him. Send him back to his sending school. Wow! So then we had some pretty good kids. I had I had kids that became principals of vocationals. Schools, teachers of vocational schools. I was fairly lucky to get a hold of some good kids.
0: Amazing, amazing. Representative Sullivan, you know, as you're sitting here listening to this, you know, Massachusetts has a reputation for taking care of its veterans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What, is, what is the Commonwealth doing right now to make sure they don't slip in that regard at all?
2: You know, and unfortunately, you probably remember during COVID with the Soldiers Home, uh, we're definitely revamping that um, in the sense of making sure that that doesn't happen ever again, um, especially with our veterans, you know, making sure that it's almost like, you know, no student left behind, no veteran left behind. Um, I know we partner up with a lot of the organizations that help veterans throughout our communities and things like that. So we're gonna continue moving forward to make sure that everything we're doing protects those that have served our country, whether it be to make sure that our veterans are able to stay in the homes that they live in or get them jobs and, and making sure that they're able to survive financially, uh, different programs in that nature.
0: Thank you, thank you. But I
2: do wanna to get to one point though. So I don't know if you're aware, but so we had a, an event over at the South Shore Votech. Not where Skinny taught, but another vocational school in the area that Abington students can go to. And Adam Gunn has partnered up with the school to build shadow boxes for flags of veterans and widows of veterans. Um, because, as you know, that that can be an expensive cost, especially when you have in a time of need, right, where you lose someone you love. So they presented Skinny with a shadow box. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it wasn't any of your favorite woods, no. right? Right. and um but they were beautiful shadow boxes Yes. Yeah. yep yeah. what is your favorite wood Um uh, right and didn't they make make it recently we presented it to you yesterday right yeah with the, with the new wood
3: no it, that is i think that's cherry oh okay yeah
2: so we settled for cherry yeah okay so you got we presented three shadow boxes wasn't it three shadow boxes yeah yeah yep do you of remember different the wood?
3: woods of different woods
2: do you remember what wood they were
3: one was walnut, I don't know what the other one was,
2: needless to say, we presented him one yesterday, yeah at the veterans' breakfast with pretty cherry wood
0: yeah so so you like what what's the name of the wood you like again? Bambinga. Bambinga. okay, I remember that one, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know. One of the best things about doing Oscar Mike radio is being able to tell these stories. And between talking with Casha Salimi in Attleboro, Manny Carvalho in Fall River, and other veterans in Fall River, and then these Abington World War II veterans, it's like Christmas and my birthday rolled into one. And I am just humbled to be here with you all right now. Gentlemen, thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, um could you teach me how to woodwork, skinny? What's that? Could you teach me woodworking? Yes. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> we might give that a try. We might teach this old dog a new trick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Walter, I think the Patriots need you. I think the <laughs> Patriots need you this year. Mac Jones is tough, man. He's 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 having a tough time.
1: Yeah, you can say that again.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Walter and Skinny, thank you so much for your service to our country. Thank you for being an example to veterans like myself who who are trying to go through their life. Uh, State Representative uh, Sullivan, I want to thank you for your time and coming here and, and introducing and being with these gentlemen. Thank you so much. And as we say in Oscar Mike Radio, we are mission and flight. Thanks again.